0: Okay, so today we'll start with a meditative nigun. Let's say to give a little focus is that we should try to leave our, let's say, our regular life behind, any problems, any thoughts in our mind, and just to focus on the idea that we're going to learn Torah now, and that we're going to learn things that will nourish the soul. And we should try to feel how our soul wants to be nourished. In other words, to set up a receptive type of situation where I want to learn Torah now. I want to learn things that will connect me to God and other people and to the Torah itself. And I I, I just heard a... A word from Bob Ginsberg where he said, Why do we learn in a Beit Midrash? Midrash, so we're used to thinking that it means a midrash, meaning an allegorical, metaphorical, terrible type of teaching. But the actual verb, Lidrosh, means to seek, want to, to find. So he said, And we have to hear this very, very carefully. He said, when we learn Torah, as much as it's a mitzvah to learn Torah. It's one of the 613 mitzvahs to learn Torah. (coughs) In fact, we said that all of the mitzvahs are are weighed equally to, to learning Torah. Torah equals all of them together. The Talmud Torah Kinege Kulam. But he said with all of that said our purpose of learning Torah is we're seeking God and we should never forget that In other words, as much as we get into the Torah and the Torah is so infinite and so full and so exalted but we shouldn't forget that the reason that we're learning Torah is that the Torah is a means for us to seek God. So that's the head space that we should get into before learning Torah. In certain communities, in certain um, (coughs) Talmuds, there's actually a prayer that you say before you learn and after you learn. So that when you start learning, you should have the right ideals in mind. And when you finish learning, you should... Uh, you should incorporate and integrate all of that learning in a proper way. Okay, so that's that's how we're gonna start this class. <laughs> so what we're going to do this week some of you were here last week and some weren't I realized the last 10 minutes of the class I gave over a teaching which was uh, it was an incredibly important teaching and afterwards I felt so bad as I just like rushed through it so I want to go over that today and we're going to connect it all the pace up and in the second half we're going to go through very quickly the 15 steps of the seder, and learn one possible intention to have for the entire seder. Okay, it's, it's a very beautiful flow that takes us literally step by step through the seder. It's one of many. It's not. It's not exclusive, but it's a very very beautiful understanding of what we're doing at the seder. So our first teaching is. I'm going to add things that I from last week every month in the calendar has many associations with it: a letter, a tribe, a sense, an astrological sign, uh, a constellation, a planet, etc, etc. So this month of Nisan we're going to concentrate on two of them the letter of this month is He and the sense of this month is speech now since we're learning a a Torah right now about connections of the number 5 it becomes obvious why I brought it up last week is that this month has to do with the letter He and it has to do with speech so what we're going to do here is a classic way of learning how to meditate on our learning. In other words, we're going to set up a graph. And in the future, God willing, I, I'll, I'll prepare this. Uh, it would be much easier if everyone could look at it. So we're going to learn a number of different series of ideas that all have five in them. The obvious thing is that they're all all connected. And then what one does is, either with their eyes open, as we're saying, learning is a meditation, that we begin to make connections between them. And that, in the deepest sense, is is the purpose of Jewish uh, meditation, is to come to new insight. That the light bulb should go off and I never saw that before wow, what a connection that is the purpose and a limit as you said before the purpose of meditation really is to get close to God so when we have an innovative thought and the light bulb goes off the idea is that innately makes us feel closer to God because the Torah is coming from God so all of a sudden we understand something that we never understood before it, it increases our love of God our closeness to God So I, I'm still because of time we're not going to dwell in great length in this but I see almost everyone is taking notes and uh, if not it's also okay but because of this month is the month of speech the first connection is that there are five physiological places in the mouth that speech comes out of. When you form letters, either it comes from your lips or your teeth or your tongue or your tongue on your palate. And there's one, there's one other your throat. Maybe, gado, but still, it's, it's somehow connected with, with teeth lips and and tongue and palate. And the whole voda of this month, and especially Pesach, is the Haggadah is to tell over the story. It has to do with speech. So Rob Ginsburg gave over a very, very simple but beautiful idea of what is freedom or redemption two terms go together exile and redemption slavery and freedom they are very very connected so he said what's the definition of freedom I heard this many years ago and it, it went so deeply into me he said the ability to express yourself on a deep personal soul level, freedom is the ability to express yourself. What is exile? What is slavery? The inability to express yourself. You're either, a person's either bottled up, it hasn't developed the skills in a relationship, just, I just can't say this, I can't, I can't break through and therefore I can't say all of these things so that's a sense of inner exile while we're on the topic Rav Shlomo also gave over a gem of what is freedom he said like this and this is an example but it can be extended to a hundred different situations he said let's say last month I was sad last week I was sad Yesterday I was sad. One minute ago I was sad. Freedom is one minute from now. I don't have to be sad. So that is freedom. What is
1: freedom? That one minute from now.
0: Meaning don't have to be sad. I don't. In other words, I can change. I, I, I can change. <laughs> Even if I said for the last 20 years <laughs> I been sad. Now, the word "sad" can be uh, changed for a hundred different. Adjective. but right now I can decide not to be said that is true and when that you're talking true. about
1: the ability to express yourself it's not only
0: by words. no by painting by in relationships in, in writing in our work whatever it is whatever we need to express in the world everyone knows we're holding back all the time some people were more open, other people were more closed. In this situation we're more open, in that situation we're more closed. But in general, the idea is when I, when I feel I can express myself, I, I'm free. It's when I have to think every two seconds, like what can I say, what can't I say. What will people think? What happens if I fail? What happens if I, if I make a fool of myself? That's inner exile being able to break free from that 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 is freedom so back to the the number five so we learn that everything emanates from the name of God and we learn that even though there are three fours in the Seder the four cups the four questions and the four sums there is a hidden fifth for all of them a hidden fifth uh, level of dimension which we'll get to in a second so in the name of God also we know it's four letters but we're told that the upper tip of the Yud is considered a level of its own In, in Kabbalah there's four levels but there's five real levels to God's name
1: so the yud is another one now just the
0: tip of the yud Yud, just the tip where you would put your pen down on the paper that is considered a level in itself where do we see this? in the five levels of the soul that the four we'll start from the bottom Nefesh Ruach Neshama and Chaya (coughs) in a sense, are on one level, even though sometimes we divide them by three. The lower three and the upper two. The lower three are, are conscious levels of soul. And the upper two, Chaya and Yechida, are the unconscious levels of soul. But nonetheless, the Yechida is so different than the other four that it's in a category of its own. And that is like the tip of the yod. It is that the tip of our neshama that touches God. And that, and this we learn, this breaking up the soul between the top one and the lower four is the secret of, where it says, we came out of Egypt, khamushim. Which means, in any translation, you'll see armed. With like arms. Not these arms, but um, swords or... Hamushim the root of Hamushim is Chamesh. and we learned that Rashi comments that this root comes from Chamesh, and he brings the Midrash that only a fifth of Israel actually came out of Egypt four fifths didn't make it and I mentioned that let's say had there not been a holocaust and we would look at this Midrash and try to understand like is it literal is it figurative what is it trying to tell us but after the holocaust where we lost a a third so it's it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility that that the midrash is is being literal here. but we learn spiritually what does it mean that a fifth came out so we learn that to reveal this upper level of soul which is our we we'll call it the image of God it's our most essential being it is who we are in the very root of our soul yeah, yeah. that's the which means unique Yechida means unique the way that that happens is as it were from killing the lower four not killing but getting beyond Getting beyond our animal nature, our behavioristic nature, our emotional nature, even our intellectual nature, getting beyond all of that to who is the essential me. And that we experience mostly in prayer, meditation... And use it. And that's
1: really the
0: uh, yes, yes, yeah. To to, to like yesterday, um, uh, at, at my kumashir share we were talking about how, as hard as it is that if good things are happening to us, not such good things, we all have to recognize that it's it's all from God. It's all for the good. This is not an easy level to get to. So one of my students said, that sounds just like the song by Leonard Cohen, Hallelujah. So so I said, oh yeah, you knew, unbelievable. She wrote me in her email that she's mildly obsessed with this song. The fact that she knows who I'm talking about is a... testimony to that so I mentioned that I loved Leonard Cohen I listened to him in the 70s but I didn't know this particular song so she, just yesterday she sent it to me over email and then I I, I got two different I can it's a different world now I was able to go on the internet and, and hear two different performers doing it and then I also googled the words everything uh, I wrote back to her I said like I understand why you are um, obsessed with this song but I'm only saying this because while I was listening to it for the first time it hit such a deep place in my neshama it was, it was awesome it was, re- it was really awesome so, so the, the, the levels of God's name the levels of the soul and then what we connected last week is what are called the four expressions of redemption that we find in the beginning of Parshat Be'era, Everyone could look it up. Where it says, I will take you out of the burdens of Mitzrayim. And I will um, save you. And I will redeem you. And I will take you to me to be a people. Those are four.
1: The huh? yeah. The second. Be'er. Yeah
0: the second parsha of 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 Shemot and then the fifth one is the Hedvayti and I will bring you into the land and we learned that there was a disagreement among the sages should bringing into the land be counted as one of them and they didn't really they they solved the, the problem by a compromise we drink four cups of wine on Pesach and we pour the fifth for Eliyahu and and you mentioned about the Maharal the Maharal began a custom around 500 years ago at the end of the Seder of drinking from the cup of Eliyahu without a blessing if we make a blessing for each one of the cups we drink he would drink the cup of Eliyahu without a blessing and he did that because he was saying to God, the time has come to bring us back to Israel, and that's one of the reasons that the sages did not want to include it because they realized that the final redemption was not here yet, and that cup will have to wait. And so our custom at our seder, uh, once I learned this, is is we drink from the cup of Eliyahu, even a sip, even a sip without without a blessing to to strengthen that idea that being in the land is part of the final redemption and and we want it now (laughs) we want want redemption now so those five, five are connected and then like we said that the whole idea of Pesach is speech and to express with the five levels of the mouth and especially then to connect it to the two Hays in God's name especially the lower hay that our expressing is in a sense completing helping to complete God's name so it can be revealed fully in this world so all of this was one learning and as you can imagine, there's an infinite amount that you could do with this. An infinite amount. And another connection it says over and over in the Torah and the Haggadah that God took us out with an outstretched arm. And, and sometimes it says, the Yad Chazakah. The hand is five fingers. It's very connected to this. That these five stages of redemption are connected metaphorically to the five fingers of God's hand, as it were, as it were. Okay, so let's put this all together into a, a meditation. Now, obviously, different parts of what we said, people will relate to differently. But the idea here, very simply, is, first of all, that the five levels of the soul are intimately connected to the five levels of God's name and that also redemption is a a world worldwide need and phenomenon it's a national specifically jewish but it's a personal story also so in other words coming out of egypt is really coming to understand the five levels of one's own soul the five levels of God's name and the one that we didn't mention that is obviously very important is what are called the four Kabbalistic worlds from below to above the world of action Asiyah the world of formation Yitzhira the world of Bria creation and the world of the emanation so those correspond perfectly to Yud Keiva, okay? but then there's a fifth higher world in Kabbalah that was really only revealed at the time of the Arizal called Adam Kadmon primordial man this is the tip of the Yud this is the uh, Yud yeah so he revealed this fifth, fifth, level. Until him, really, they talked about four worlds. He revealed this fifth, this fifth level. So let's take all of this in any way that's productive for you. But it's like a ladder. It's, it's going out of Egypt is is it really is freedom? Freedom to connect to the soul. Freedom to connect to God freedom to climb the spiritual the world the ladder of the spiritual world and to experience real redemption That's, that's the goal of the Seder that's the goal of the Seder what we're going to learn now as I said is one possible idea of how to follow the flow of the Haggadah if you see at the the top already there's a beautiful correspondence just like we made correspondences of 5 there's 3 correspondences of 15 there are 15 steps in the temple that led from the outer courtyard into the more inner space. And in, in correspondence to these 15 steps, David Melach in prophecy wrote 15 Shir Hamalot, Songs of Ascent, to correspond to the 15 steps that would be in the temple. And the Seder follows 15 steps as well. So here in of itself is a beautiful uh, correspondence between these 15 psalms the 15 stairs and the, the feeling of going up in the seder of ascending there are infinite ways of working <laughs> with the Haggadah we don't know the true authorship we know the period that the Haggadah comes from the Haggadah comes from the many of the people were mentioned in the Haggadah. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Akiva.
1: It's
0: the beginning of the, yeah, the end of the Beit the beginning of the Mishnaic period is when the Haggadah came. Um, many people say it was written by Eliel and Navi, meaning it was written with Ruach HaKodesh. Who actually put it together? I don't know if we'll ever know totally but it's considered to be written with Ruach HaKodesh. Eliyahu Navi. I heard that from Rabbi Shlomo. Rabbi Shlomo said that Eliyahu Navi wrote through someone, right? Or someone's. So, yes, we can... There's so many different ways we can work with this. That's why every year you go to a good bookstore there's scores and scores and scores and scores of Haggadahs on the shop and they always have a table full of the new ones that came out this year the general idea is and we've talked about this many, many, many times the, how in every moment or every hour for every evening whatever it is all of time exists all of time exists if anyone wants a, a good example of this for those who have my book Seeds and Sparks if you look in the section on life cycles on wedding because what, I, what, I, what I did was I, I went through the entire year of holidays in the time of the preparation for the wedding through the chuppah how you can see Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur Sukkot, Simchas Torah Hanukkah uh, Tubishvot uh, Purim Pesach Lagbaomer Shavuos uh, and tishab all in the ceremony and the ritual on wedding day that's an example of how you can see all of time is there in all of time we've said this many times before we can do chuva any day any time any place but the the time that most people either put it off to or need that inspiration are the Chagin, Tishrei but Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur that energy exists right now that's the idea all of time exists in every moment of time so here what the idea here is it on Seder night we go through all of history of man from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden through all of the exiles through the coming of Mashiach and the world to come and the resurrection of the dead. In other words, on Seder night in these 15 steps we experience all of time. Or we can, in a sense, plug back into all of these stages of human development all in Seder night. That's the general idea in in two sentences. Now we'll go through the Seder and see how that is true. But it's infinite what any person can add to this according to their own understandings of how it works. And, of course, it's not written in stone. But the idea, thats the idea—and I've I learned this 15, 20 years ago, and no matter how much I try to come up with, a, like I say, a new paradigm to say tonight, I, I, like this one is so got so deep into me that i i wouldn't say stuck is not the right word, but but in a, in a positive sense, I'm stuck into this idea how we can like, experience all of history in this one night so let's let's, let's start so Kadesh and Urchatz Kadesh comes to the word of course holy and Urchatz is to wash so we can look at these first two steps as the original state of, of the Garden of Eden it was holiness and purity. It's what we call utopia. And we learned in the dream series how important it is that each person still has in their memory, and there's a collective memory of, of all human beings, of the time where male and female were united. Even before they became Adam and Eve. So this idea of holiness and the Urchatz is water water is always connected to
1: uh,
0: Torah and also to purity the Mikvah so here you have what's called kedusha and tahara, holiness and purity so we're starting the evening uh, the man is making Kiddush could be a woman also but the man is wearing a Kittel all dressed in white there is a custom by some people people wear white on Yom Kippur. It's not, it's not like on the Chagim but uh, certainly the men wear a white kitta and many wear a white kippah because it's it's like the holiness and the purity takes us back to God in now, now just remember this is one of many ways to see this. You can, you You could take just these first two and go to every a God in the world and you'll get hundreds of beautiful ideas but since we're not working with like individual ideas we're working with the whole paradigm that's what I'm concentrating on is like the flow not the individual specific Torahs that we can learn attached to each one of these then we have Karpas Karpas is eating some kind of a vegetable and this reminds us of springtime and it reminds us of, again, the Garden of Eden. The greenery. If anyone's been to Tel Dan, if you go through Tel Dan, there is a section of Tel Dan called Gan Eden. And you know when you're in there, it's like, it, it, it really does feel primordial. You're, you know, it's like a rainforest and there's riblets going in every direction and the sound of the bubbling water and many times I've been in there alone or, or just my wife or family like I'm in in Teldon Dan is way up by Kiryat Shmona uh, if you've never been there it's, it's, it's where three different branches of the Jordan come together and it's just all water so Karpaz is spring it's greenery it's, it's gotten Aiden. now it, it may be the, one of the most important parts of the entire Seder. the next is called yachatz. it's called breaking the middle matzah and this symbolizes this symbolizes all of the breaking in the world and the exile from the garden of Eden on Pesach night we talk a lot about the exile in in Egypt and we connect also to the reality of all of our other exiles but the first exile that connects to all of us is when we left Gan Eden why the middle matzah because in the beginning we started in Gan Eden in the end (laughs) excuse me The world will be perfected. Redemption will come. You only have a problem with the middle is all broken. (laughs) Right? But do you see how symbolic this is? When you take the middle matzah and you break it in half, it's like breaking the the cup at a wedding. It's like this represents all the brokenness, but in our paradigm, it goes back to the first breaking. We had to leave the Ghanedim that's where all of subsequent history stems from and what do we do we take half of it and we hide it away we hide it away <coughs> and, we'll, and we'll get to later the significance of the afikoman when we find it and so the the whole seder on the plate the middle matzah half is missing it's like when we're out of Israel it's like like half of our Neshamas are missing. We're not in Israel, and now we're in Israel. So half of it is still missing because we have no Beit Hamikdash, and we don't have Mashiach, and we don't have peace in the world. So the the whole seder we're saying over a broken piece of matzah, but the top is whole and the bottom is. All to remind us to to, to give tells where we're coming from and where we're going. So the fifth part of the Seder remember we mentioned this last week significantly the fifth part of the Seder Magid is to tell the story and it begins with Ha Lachma Anya it begins with the letter hey, Ha meaning this bread of affliction and so therefore the Magid takes the most time other than the eating but as far as the actual all of these steps the Magid is by far the longest of all of them why? that's the whole story in the in the story of the exile and redemption from Egypt is the story of all our exiles <coughs> Babylonia and Persia and Greece and Rome and our own personal
1: so all the story of the Shiva is
0: all the exiles all the exiles just that Egypt is the archetypal one the archetypal one, but when you say in the seder, you know they used to they used to put babies in in uh, as part of the mortar and the walls. So again, you would say, did they really? It's like, but after the Holocaust, it's like, yeah, they probably put babies in walls, right? So it connects us. the the exile in Egypt becomes the archetype of all future exiles and the redemption here becomes the archetype of all future redemption so in this part we're going through all of Jewish history and all of world history and that's why many many people as part of Magid will throw in a story from the Warsaw Ghetto or the Holocaust or the Inquisition or this, even though it's not in the Haggadah Many people, as part of the telling of the story, and a lot, a lot of these uh, pictured, uh, illustrated Haggadahs will have pictures of different stages of Jewish history put in there to emphasize to so us, it's, it's the whole story. At the end of Magid, at the end of Magid, we lift up the second cup, and we say a blessing on the redemption. So by at the end of the story of Magid already, we are moving into redemption. And therefore we start halal. We sing the first two psalms that are included in halal, and then we make a blessing. And then we, we do all of the rituals connected with the eating. But here this is a profound idea for us today. Profound. Here we are in Israel Redemption is in the air What we've built here in the last hundred years As an aside I'm just going to say the following The night is called the Seder What does Seder mean? Order But everything we do on Pesach night Is opposite of the usual order That's the Call it the paradox here Or the irony That it's called the Seder so there's no other time of the year that we start halal and then we stop. And we pick it up later. There's no time in hollow that we say halal at night except Seder night. Not only that, we say it twice. We say it in shul and at home. But without getting into it, everything we do, Seder night, is different. naha laila. everything is different. But we call it the order. To tell us that there is an order. That's what we're doing here. There is an order here, right? But yeah, but it's a different order than we're going through the order of the entire history of man tonight, and, and to plug it into what we're learning here. So what I'm saying, what's profound about it is, here we are in Israel. Like I said, redemption is in the air. Eretz Israel is being built up. We almost have a majority of Jews here, but can we finish the hollow yet? No. Redemption is not complete. This is a very deep understanding of why the halal stops here. Because we're not there yet. We're, not, we're there enough, especially in our day. Can you imagine saying this uh, like in the concentration camp? You can't say you feel redemption so much. Or 300 years ago in Poland, you don't feel redemption so much. But now, this has so much uh, meaning to us we are here and, and, and this is part of redemption and yet we just start and then we do rachsa Motzi, Matzah Morer, and Korech that's all part of the memory of the past, the present and the future because everyone asks about the Matzah sometimes we call Matzah the bread of affliction because that's what we ate in Egypt that's all they would let us eat is flour and water and sometimes we call it the bread of freedom so it becomes very paradoxical the moror the moror is to remind us of the bitterness and yet we're eating it on the night of our freedom so there's this strain that runs through the whole seder is this Going back and forth between exile and redemption, and using our past to jump start, jump start us into the future. But, as I said, follow the line we've been following. Once we started Hallel, the redemption has started. Redemptive energy has started. And then we eat the meal, and eating the meal is like Mashiach coming. We're told that we put out our best gold and silver and dishes at this meal. This meal is the meal of the year. There's, really, there's no other holiday meal that compares to this meal. And what is it connected to? We're told that after Mashiach comes, there'll be what's called the Feast of the Vietan. There'll be this huge feast. We're not going to get into that now. But it symbolizes the unity of spiritual and physical. So when we're sitting at this feast, it's like the exile is behind us now. We are now sitting... And eating like kings and queens, <coughs> we should feel free at that point. We should feel free. As you can tell, I'm going through it relatively quickly, but I want to do the whole flow here. And then we get to Tzafun. Tzafun is the Afikoman. So what happens though with the Afikoman? The children. Either we hide it and they find it, or they hide it and we find it. Either one. The point is that since the beginning of the Seder, or since the beginning of history, there's been a piece missing. Now we're bringing that peace back to represent we've we've reached the culmination here, where uh, wholeness is in our grasp and the fact that it's the children so this is a beautiful idea that it's 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 the children in their in their purity and their and their childlike exuberance that represents the messianic era just the joy and i can still remember when i'm 3 years old finding the the common like it was the high point of the year like, right and running back to get my, my present. right? But that significance. right That is like that joy that and, it's, and, and now we're eating that piece. What does that represent? Everything we couldn't understand of all the brokenness in our own lives Everything
1: that cannot.
0: cannot understand. Now will be revealed to us. Now we can eat the broken piece. Now we can integrate. What is eating? Integrate. Now we can put it all together. Why all of this had to happen. Okay, what if, we if you can't, then. I mean, I know
1: it means yeah. that. Yeah, but, but like we said
0: last true. week, the, the, the most important thing is for the individual to leave the Seder feeling free if we can't it means we have a little bit more work to do (laughs) spiritually you know what I'm saying it's not to it's not to mean that we can understand everything right now but we're just connecting to the to the belief that there will come a time when we will understand everything it's not so much that we have to understand everything you know what I'm saying it's more the faith that it all had its reason all the brokenness especially in our own lives Especially, so then we get to grace after meals, and in the grace after the meals, there is something we say that we only say one time a year. At the harachamans at the end. And
1: no, 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 yeah, yeah, that's,
0: that's different. This is in the in the benching in the birchad amazon where we say harachman to the merciful one who will will give us a long day a day when the tzaddikim will sit with crowns on their head and gaze at the vision of the shekhinah can you imagine that we say this in the benching so you see where we're going now Like we're like we're like Mashiach site is in full swing now. right? That phrase is talking about the world to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that we will sit and we will gaze at the light of the Mashiach. That's like the world to come. And then we sing, not just the end of Hallel, but we sing a Hallel that we only sing one time a year. It's called uh, Hallel HaGadol, the great Halal where included with the Halal is Hodu shem Kito Kilei Lom at the end of Halal we start singing from Shabbos we sing Nishmat Kol of Shabbos morning and you know what this is This is Yom Shekulo Shabbos. A day that's all Shabbos. We say that every Shabbos in our benching, that we're waiting for the time that will be all Shabbos. So here, on Pesach night, we're singing Hallel with Shabbos songs in it. Not just any Shabbos song, but Nishmat Kochai and Shochenad, And then, the Nirza that we pray that God accepts our service. There's one more part. Is the songs that we sing after the after the Seder? What's the last song that we sing? What's the last song? Okay. Chadgadya. If you go through Ya, it sounds like a little children's game. But but, um the uh, one goat. Ya. gaddya chad If you look at it, um, it, it, we're we're told this is a symbolic song of all our exiles and all the redemption. This one hit us and then this other one, first is the fire and then there was the water and then the cow drinks the water and then the sick hits the cow. This is all of Jewish history. But when you get to the very end, so then it says, the angel of death kills the slaughter who kills the cow. And then it says that God kills the angel of death. This is the This God. is the resurrection of the dead. This is the final stage that we're told of Mashiach, and then the and and world to come, and then resurrection of the dead. So when we sing that song, like it's not. It's not just a kid song. This is when when death will be swallowed up forever.